Welcome to the Dallas Hoops Fancast, a podcast for Mavs fans. I'm your host, Sydney. I'm here with my co-host, Martin. Hey, guys. And a lot has happened in the past week. Dennis Smith Jr. made his return to the team after a lot of drama. The All-Star Game starters were announced, and Luka Doncic just recorded his second triple-double. We're going to get into all of that, starting with... The game against the Raptors on Sunday, the Mavericks actually ended up losing this game, 123 to 120. Um, I'm actually okay with it because I think I've just accepted losing, but also what made it cool was that Luka Doncic, as I said earlier, had his second triple-double. He he ended up not being the youngest person to have a triple-double, but he was the youngest, or he is the youngest person to have multiple triple doubles. He's the only teenager to do that, which I kind of think is a little cooler. Like, I know I'm a little biased because I'm a Mavs fan and I really like Luca, but I think that's kind of cooler than just being the youngest to get one, to get multiple, I think is, is pretty cool. And this triple double to me is a little more impressive. So he finished the game with 35 points, which is also a, a career high at this point. Um, 12 rebounds and 10 assists. So it was like a a monster triple-double. It was a lot of fun to watch. Unfortunately, the Mavericks lost. Um, and there were some things about the loss that we feel were, maybe they could have won. Like mm-hmm. maybe the loss wasn't totally necessary. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned how you've kind of accepted losing. <laughs> I haven't quite got there yet because I feel like some of these games, like in tonight, we could have won. Um, I sometimes I get so frustrated with Carlisle and his lineups and how the our worst lineup on our team, the worst in the league, is Luca Smith, Barnes, Matthews, and DeAndre. And that's the, the, the team we closed with. Of course we lost. And we just keep rolling with it. I don't yeah. understand it. Especially, you know, when, when the previous game, Maxi made plays that quite frankly Barnes can't make and that, that Smith won can't them make, the game. That won the game. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't understand that. I felt like if we had a different line about there and, you know, I don't know. It, it's frustrating. Uh, it is awesome to have Luka get, he's also the, uh, the youngest player to have a 30 point triple double, oh, yeah. uh, beating out LeBron James. So, uh, it's a lot of fun watching a play. And tonight he was just, he was silky smooth. Yeah. So, Uh, Kleba finished the game playing only 12 minutes. Uh, Finney Smith did play 28 minutes. And so that, I think, was good. However, I think it was more just the fact that they didn't close after playing so well. I mean, it's Matthews and Barnes. So it's like, it's hard to say. And and going against Dorian Finney Smith and Maxi Kleba, like, who the heck are these guys? (laughs) You know, we got Wes Matthews and Harrison Barnes, veterans, played on winning teams. And we're asking you to bench them for two no-name guys. And with all due respect to Barnes and and uh, Matthews, you know, Kleba and Finney Smith just do more than just shoot. And that's all they can do well. And and Maxie and Finney Smith, they get rebounds, block shots, steals. They can do so much more than just shoot the ball. Yeah, it's there was an article, I think it was at Mavs Moneyball, about how you know Dennis Smith Jr. The whole there's a lot of drama about can Smith and Doncic play well together, but that's not the problem with the starting lineup. The problem is really Barnes and Matthews, and and I agree with that. Like I don't think Smith is the problem. I think it's a problem, but it's not why they're losing. I think why they're losing 
is Matthews and Barnes. And it hurts me to say that because I like Barnes. We, we've said this I before. I like him too. Yeah, I like Barnes. There's a lot of people that don't. You're Like we were saying in episode four, you're either team Barnes or team Smith. There's like, you're never both. And I'm team Barnes. Um, but I, you know, you have to admit, I have to admit that he's a great catch and shoot guy. He can get you some good baskets, but he can't pass. He's not a very good rebounder. And, and he's been in a slump lately. Well, what I've noticed is, yeah, he's not shooting the ball well, but he's not playing the same way. When he was, you know, shooting the ball well, he was sticking with just catching and shooting the basketball. And it seems like lately he's doing a little bit more dribbling and, and off the dribble shots and driving the lane into traffic, which just <laughs> is not a good thing for him to do. Um, and like tonight in the, in the last two minutes there, he, he had a dribble, dribble, pull up. Hero three. ball. Yeah. And it's like, look, you're not Luca, you yeah. know. It, I know that hurts because you know you signed with the Mavs and you were supposed to be that guy, but Luca's that guy. Well, the thing is, Barnes had his chance. Like he was here for two years, and he had his chance to be the man and get them wins, and he didn't do it. Yeah. And then Luca came in and he's got two triple doubles. But like I said, I like Barnes. Yeah. I like when he is playing off of Luca and he's just catch and shoot. Yeah. When he's doing that, he shoots a high percentage. When we try to to have plays run through him where he has to make a decision or or do anything off the dribble, that's where we get into trouble. And that article that you mentioned, it talked about his assist percentage when he's on drives is like one of the worst in the leagues. And he's also very poor at finishing at the basket mm-hmm. whenever he's in contact. So... I think it's Harrison Barnes. I understand that, but Maxi Kleba has just just been better. Matthews or Barnes needs to be on the bench. Yeah, I uh, you know, like I said, I really like Barnes. Um, I just like any Mavs fan does not. I'm not really happy with Matthews, but I like Barnes. But uh, yeah, like you said, it's like Kleba and and Finney Smith. They can shoot. They're good rebounders. Their defense, like, when are players going to stop trying to drive Drive it on Kleba? Like, when are they going to figure out that you're not going to get it? They see this skinny white dude, and they're (laughs) like, "I'm going to," you know. But compared to you know, Lamarcus Aldridge or DeAndre, yeah, you know, he's he's skinnier. Yeah. So, but it's just it's just a fact that um, the net rating plus minus. You could look at them individually. You can look up the lineups. Well, they're just better. In the last game, Kleba closed the game, and Matthews didn't see the court. And they won. And Kleba impacted the game. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Matthews got 35 minutes. And it's like, he was not He was 3 for nine. 9. So he wasn't shooting very well. Why is he playing 35 minutes when the previous game he wasn't any good? And Matthews has been consistently playing. I mean, uh, Kleba has been consistently playing well for you. I just don't understand why we decided to go with the Matthews. I don't care about the other team's lineup. <laughs> like, at some point, we got to force them to guard our guys or to play our style, not always conform to them. Yeah. And you mentioned Barnes tonight in the last like two minutes. And that's pretty much what lost them the game. Yeah, he he had three. a missed three that was ill-advised. That was a terrible shot. And he missed it. And then very next possession, he gets fouled and misses two free throws. And then that was pretty much the game. And it was just like, 
uh, it's stuff like this. I was saying during the game, I was like, man, Barnes, I'm on your side, but you're making it hard. I'm well, like, maybe everyone's right. Yeah. And, and another thing, like, you know, why are we running plays for Barnes? Yeah. At late game? Anybody I mean, we have the, the best <laughs> yeah. clutch player in the league or one of the best in the league. He only got one shot. At the last, you know, well, I mean, other than that Kawhi three or that layup, but I'm talking about when the game was actually still within arm's length, he got one shot and that was a fadeaway over Kyle that he just, he missed, but that's your best chance of winning clearly. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, if that was Barnes or Carlisle, but I do wonder that, like you said, how Barnes is playing differently. Is that Carlisle that's mm-hmm. changing things or is that? at Barnes and I yeah Carlisle has so much control over the offense I want to say it's Carlisle but I don't know that for a fact um again you know Doncic had a triple double do you think that part of this is being like snubbed from the starting lineup um or or is it more about making his case to make it I think it's a case like I thought even with all those votes it was going to be a long shot for him to be a starter um I mean Anthony Davis isn't a starter. It's hard to say, yes. well, Luca should be a starter, you know? <laughs> um, but I think he is making a bid to at least be in the game. And quite frankly, he deserves it. Like, you know, he's averaging 20.5 points, 6.9 assists and five point or uh, 6.9 rebounds on 5.4 assists a game. If that's not an all-star, what is? Well, and I think the coaches have to take into consideration the number of votes he got. Like, that's clearly... Fans want him there. Yeah, that's clearly the guy the fans want to see. And I don't know if they think that way, but I would think that they take into take it into consideration. Also, he's had two triple doubles now. You go through the other options for the front court... And there's some good guys there. They probably haven't there. even had one. Like yeah. Tobias, I doubt has had a triple Yeah, double. there's some good guys there, but there's a lot of guys that just flat out Luca is better than. He should make it over. And then the guys you could bring up like Tobias Harris, Carl Anthony Towns. It's like you LaMarcus. put LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm like, that's not, you know, you couldn't say like, oh, you know, Tobias definitely needs to make it over him or Carl Anthony Towns definitely. It's like, I don't know. I mean, well, I think there's a case for Luca being in over those guys i mean one guy that that i really looked into and i don't get me wrong i love him as a player and i want him on our team but this year i don't think he deserves being all-star ahead of luca and that's clay thompson Hmm. i know everybody's gonna be flipping out because (laughs) i'm saying clay thompson's name but if you really look at clay thompson he does one thing and that is shoot the ball now don't get me wrong He's probably the best in the league behind, you know, his other splash brother over there, Steph, at shooting the ball. But he doesn't do anything else really well. And he's, his percentages aren't that high this year. So he's only shooting the ball. He's only scoring. And if you look at his PER, it's right above average. The average in the league is 15. He's at 16. I mean, he is averaging almost 22 points. Yeah, but what else? Well, uh, four rebounds, two assists. Exactly. Luke is averaging 21 points, seven rebounds, and five assists. So to me, why everybody's automatically assuming Clay's in there, it's because of who he is. (laughs) He's Clay Thompson. But I think this year there's some other players that deserve to be in there ahead of Clay. One of them is Tobias Harris. Yeah. Please don't kill me, people. But, you know, that's just my my opinion. Well, that's the thing is, like, there's so many good players that I don't think it's fair to say that any player is automatic. Because you really, because then 
guys that should make it get left out, like Tobias Harris mm-hmm. or Luca, because you just assume Draymond Green is going to make it every year. When you look at his numbers, it's like why? No, yeah. Okay. Well, why is Draymond no. in the All Star game last year? Yeah. You know, like you. I understand your team's winning, but you got to have some stats too. Like thirteen yeah. and eight is not an All Star. Um, one guy mentioned that if we're not going to do East versus West, then why are we pulling East from West? Why don't we yeah. just pull all the best players? Because there's some guys in the East that are going to make it that Luca's way better. I did think that was curious too. I was like, if the game isn't East versus West, then why do we? Why is the voting like that? I don't. I don't know. And there might be some explanation for that. But bottom line is. I think that Lucas should make it as a reserve. And, like, again, we're Mavs fans. Mm-hmm. I get it. So I'm a little biased. But I think the numbers back that up. And at the very least, whoever you're going to compare him to, there is an argument where it does make sense for him to be there. I don't think yeah. that he should be dismissed no matter who else is the other guy you're considering. Yeah. What about Dennis Smith Jr.? How are you feeling about him tonight? Okay. So I want to talk about that because. We, we kind of got into it in the last episode, but we're now three games into the return. And um, there's, I have, I have feelings. You have mixed feelings? I have feelings. <laughs> so first of all, before I want to talk about his numbers, because I think this was the big thing. He was upset about something, either his role or minutes or plays. I don't know. But he was upset about something. So before he left um, in the whole season this year, he was averaging 12.5 points and 3.8 assists. In the three games since his return, he's averaging 16.3 points and 5 assists. Now, like, that's big sample small size sample, compared yeah. to small sample size. But, I mean, it is there's there's a big difference so far. And so I'm thinking, okay, things have changed, and maybe he's not as bad as... I thought he was, but I want to go through this progression of like my thoughts. So first of all, considering how he's performed since his return, do you think that he was right about Carlisle, all these frustrations that he had? Oh, I think he was right about Carlisle. Absolutely. Now, again, I think we both agree the way he handled it wasn't right, but his concerns about Carlisle and his death grip on the offense he has to call every single play. The point guard always has to look at Rick Carlisle yeah. before he can run down to the other side of the court. And for a player like Dennis Smith, who is really a lot more free and a lot better when he's in the open court and can use his speed and athleticism, which, you know, and with Carlisle, he can't really ever use that. So, yeah, I think he was right. Uh, he also said that Carlisle treats Brunson and Luca differently. Luca, I can understand you got to treat Luca differently, yeah. but Brunson, no, and and I think he's right on that because we have seen Carlisle show favoritism with our own eyes oh, during yeah. games, Definitely. and so I absolutely believe Dennis Smith when he says that, you know, he shows favoritism to some other guys over him. Now you could make the argument, well, be a man about it and stop <laughs> whining. Like I said, he didn't handle it the right way, but I definitely feel like he has an argument. And look at the point guards that Carlisle, I know Kid and him got along, but that's only after Kid had to tell him to stop yeah. calling so many plays. Let me run the offense. Rondo, Collison, don't get me wrong, Collison is not great, but all these point guards have a problem with Carlisle. Why would Dennis be any different? Pretty much every pl- every point guard has had a problem with Carlisle. Yeah. Kid, 
uh, Collison, Rondo. I mean, Roddy B, if we're going to go well, there. Well, we're going to go know, that far like, back. But just every point guard has had a problem with him. Um, and, you know, it makes me wonder, like, was Collison really that bad? But then he was because you can yeah, see yeah, him on yeah, other yeah. teams. But, you know, the point is, like, okay, things have, have changed now. And Smith has been better the past three games. So does that change the way you feel about the way he handled it? Because, so let me explain. We were really upset with Smith. Like, I felt like he acted immature. Um, I already didn't like him as a player. And this just made me not like him as a person. But now seeing how he's played better since Carlisle has made these changes, does does it make you feel differently about what he did or about him? Well, I, I can understand if your agent tells you, you know, we're not going to play anymore because we, we want to get out of here. We're going to try to do some trades. Okay, that, that happens all the time. But going out to lunch with fans and making an appearance out there and like, hey, guys, look at me. I'm Dennis Smith. And then calling out sick. Like, to me, that's where, like, why, why not just stay home? Why don't you have somebody go pick up some lunch or something? Why do you have to go out? And I think that's the problem I had. Like, the uh, the public perception, out with fans and then calling out sick while your teammates are getting destroyed. That I didn't like. Um, but... I mean, yeah, I think he's right. I just don't like the way it was handled. Yeah, and I do think I think he handled it in a very immature way. And I also like since he's been back, he he has this kind of like um I don't know, his body language is different. He's got like swagger whenever he's playing and a little bit of like this arrogant look on his face. And I feel like Okay, dude, you are playing better, but I, I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. Yeah, I think he feels loved. I, I think he was I think he's feeling hurting himself a, little a little bit because it was Luca, 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 yeah. everything. Luca and Dennis Smith was that guy last year. And uh, Luca comes in and instantly is the fan favorite, the best player. And Dennis is like, Nowhere to be seen. But when he wasn't playing, everybody on Twitter, don't leave. Don't leave, Dennis. And, you know, I think that kind of made him feel good. And then, you know, now he's back. He's like, oh, I, I do feel loved. I know Luca's the man, but I, I feel like they like me too. Yeah, I think he's feeling himself a little bit because of all the tweets and the attention yeah, yeah, that he yeah. got. And and I do think that part of it was about attention. Um, so like, yeah, he, he's played well, but I, I, I think that he's got a little bit of a bigger head even than he did before. And, uh, I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is, but he's played better. Yeah. And if you think 16 and five, and that's been his three best game span, mm -hmm. I mean, come on people. Like that's just, that's not all-star. That's not superstar. Not 16 and five is you know, that guy, Bryn, Bryn, whatever his name is for the Spurs, who came out of nowhere, <laughs> you know, playing street ball, and Popovich brings him up. He's averaging 15 a game. So, you know, let's not act like he's out there changing the game. He's just not. And there were some issues in this game, you know, that stupid taunting technical oh that he God. got. And it's like, dude, yes. why? Like, that's been a rule since forever. Why I would know. you even do I, I understand, like, your excitement got to you, but you got to be smarter than that. Well, and people on Twitter were defending him and saying, like, that wow. was a weak technical and all that stuff. But I'm like, guys, that's been a, that's been a technical. That's been against the rules, like, forever, yeah. as long as I've been watching. Now, do you agree with it? 
whatever but it's been a rule you can't get upset for them calling it. as soon as he did it we were like god Why? smith yes. you're so stupid you, you made such a good play and let's okay let's not act like you finish in the rim all or at the, the rim through contact all the time you struggle so much like and then this one time you happen to <laughs> To get it over Ibaka, you had to flex and get that technical. It's like, what? Well, just use your brain for me. Yeah. And then he had, he almost had a turnover right after that. And then he did have a turnover on the next play. And it was just like, all right, you know, take it was a cringy. Seat. Yes. Yeah. So I like he's been better, but he's still Smith. He's still the same guy. Yeah. So have you noticed, or do you think that Carlisle is treating him differently now? I mean, I don't know because you can't really tell during the game. I mean, I. I do feel like on a rebound from time to time when he gets the ball, he has a little bit more freedom to just go um, and not be looking back at Carlisle. Um, but it's hard to tell right now. We'll have to wait and see. I think that Carlisle is calling fewer plays whenever it's Smith. I mean, there's because I'm paying attention to it now. I noticed several possessions where Smith doesn't even look at him. Like he mm -hmm. just goes, you know, for better or worse, whatever. But I I think that Carlisle is calling fewer plays with him. Well, I hope so. I mean, like we talked about, I understand the coach is going to call plays. That's just what you do. That's what coaches do. That's why they're coaches. But I feel like Carlisle calls every possession. Every possession is calculated. So even when they get a rebound, they can't just go. They have to look back at the coach, and he has to call a play. And so every possession is half-court offense. And, you know, that's to me, isn't the right way to do it. You have to have some freedom and flexibility. So when a player like Dennis Smith, who has his speed and athleticism, gets the rebound and he feels like he has an angle, let him go. But, you know, maybe he'll change that. But, I mean, it's Rick Carlisle we're talking about. So I so I, I do think he's been different with Smith. Um but I, I haven't quite noticed that with Luca, and maybe because I'm not watching it as closely, but I do think that with Luca, he's doing the same thing, whether it's still calling plays or whatever he was doing before. I think he's treating Luca the same way. Um, and if that's true, does it bother you that Carlisle like basically caved and is now treating Smith differently and giving him more freedom, but not doing that with Luca? If that's the case, then yeah, that would bother me i mean what what do you have to do to earn yeah like you what if luca just pouted and did the same thing then would you give him that freedom like why not give it to him now I, what what more does he need to do to show that he's earned that well i think a good example of what i'm saying is that as soon as smith came back he's automatically the starting the point, point guard. guard yes which i didn't like yeah and i'm like i don't know i mean is that not even worth a discussion like luca was really good as the starting well, point guard and we we talked about because uh dennis smith yeah luca in our opinion should have stayed the primary point guard and then when he goes to the floor dennis or he goes to the bench dennis smith would take over instead he became the secondary guy so when smith is on the bench yeah. then luca gets to be the primary ball handler and i just felt like it was a little disrespectful to Luca. Like well, he didn't do anything to like he's earned this the the point guard duties and and Smith because he pouted earned it. Yeah, I, I just that kind of bothers me a little bit. But I'll admit that I think part of the problem is that 
well, maybe not the problem, but the reason for it is that Luca can play off the ball and Smith can't. So yeah. I think whatever you think, you know, whichever player you like more in terms of making it work, Smith can't play off the ball. So he's yeah. when he's out there, he's got to be the point guard. Yeah, and we see still see at the end of the game or wh- who's closing the game. Yeah, it's Luka's still Luca, but yeah. you know, I just like Luca more than Smith, yeah. <laughs> and I want the ball in his hands every possession. Yeah, so I, I think that's why it's just because Luca he can still play off the ball. I mean, tonight he had over thirty points. He's done that. I think this is back to back games now where he has over 30 points or 30 points or more. So he can play off the ball. He can still dominate. And I and Smith just can't do that. So if he's out there, he's got to be the main point guard, the ball handler. So going forward, things have kind of changed. Smith is back. He made Carlisle do whatever he wanted. What does this say about Smith's future? Do you think the Mavs are still trying to trade him? Well, the rumor was that two-thirds of the Mavs brass want to keep him, and that one-third didn't. Obviously, I think we both assume that one-third is Carlisle. Everybody's assuming um, that, And yeah. Cuban and Donnie wanted to keep Smith. Um, I think they will finish. I mean, unless they can get Kemba or a star in a trade for him, I think he stays a Mav. And uh, I think they go the rest of the year, and I think they evaluate in free agency uh, what kind of players they can put around Smith and Doncic. And then in next season, if let's say they're winning some games, but they're still not a good fit, then I think you would see the trade. But, you know, unless they get something ridiculous at this trade deadline. Now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with Smith. I've moved on. <laughs> I'm, I'm more gravitating towards Matthews and Barnes. Mm-hmm. Let's get Matthews out of here. Like, <laughs> Well, he's know. a free agent, so. Thank goodness. <laughs> if they re-sign him, I, I don't know if I'll watch him next year. Yeah, Matthews is a classic Carlisle guy. This is the, the prototypical Carlisle guy. Not very good doesn't have a ton of skill maybe has like he does one thing well but he's got a good attitude and works hard yep those guys carlisle loves and he will give you minutes and you saw that tonight like okay the game before matthews doesn't play at the end of the the game you win he only played like 14 minutes and he sucked in those 14 (laughs) minutes this game he sucks plays 35 minutes Closes the game, you lose. Like, what do you? What else do you need to see? Like, but because he's a Matthew, he's a Carlisle guy, he'll never get benched. Yeah, and that was the same thing with. Um, I think that was the beef that Smith had with Brunson because Carlisle, yeah. I think, favors Brunson because he's a Carlisle guy. Yes. You know, he's pretty good, but he's got a good attitude and he works hard. Yep, and he's smart and. And Carlisle is just licking his chops. He he <laughs> wants Brunson in that starting lineup so bad. Like, he wants Brunson to be the starting point guard. And, uh, you know, Smith, I think, can feel that. And I think Brunson can feel it, too. Like, yeah. at the end of the game, you saw Brunson stand there. He knows he's <laughs> going to get that job back. What do you think this says about Carlisle's future? Like, this is consistent, like, the same problem Every year, different players, same problem. Like, is He's, it a given that he should stay? Well, I mean, think about the the one time he had, or really the the two times he had real success. 
Look at who the point guards were. Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. Those guys had a lot of respect. They had a lot of say. And they could kind of be that mediator. And even uh, uh, Berea sometimes is a mediator between what's going on on the court and what the coach is saying. You'll see Berea all the time, like, look at Carlisle and, like, wave him off. Like, you know, (laughs) don't worry. Um, And they don't really have that. So Carlisle's got, you know, free will to, to have ultimate reign. And I just don't think that's a good way for a young team. I think that they need to be able to run and, and feel free. That's what all young teams do when they're developing. Yeah, I, you know, like beyond the heat of the moment, fire the coach kind of thing. I'm, I'm not talking about that because every time a team lo- loses a game, the fans always want the coach fire fired. The coach. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not talking about that kind of thought or feeling. I'm just saying like looking at this long term, both looking back and mm-hmm. forward, you're going to have this like... He's not going anywhere, though. Like yeah. the, the, the Mavs organization has already said, unless Luca turns out to be an MVP candidate and is the best player in the league, and he says get rid of him, <laughs> then he'll be gone. Yeah, I just think that Carlisle has these things that aren't good. They always cause cause problems, and those things are going to keep coming up. Like tonight. Yeah. Like, like why? Why does Kleba? What more does he need to do to to earn minutes? And yet he only played 12 minutes, doesn't close the game. Why? But yeah, you're right. Yeah, so like I, they started off losing the season and then they went through a stretch where they were really good. And I said it then, I was like, I'm not happy because Carlisle is still the coach and I know that these things are going to come up again. And they did. And they did. And it caused all this drama with Smith. And now Smith is back and things are kind of going well. I mean, they, they're losing still, but things are kind of going well. But I know it's just going to be something else because yeah. it's still Carlisle. And you saw a little bit of old Mavs pre-Dennis Smith layover, you know, before he went on this hiatus. <laughs> Um, tonight he had those poor turnovers or, you know, one poor turnover. He was really ineffective out there on the court with Luca. He made his biggest moments when Luca was off the court. So, yeah. So I like things are sort of, it's like a little calm right now, but I'm still not really happy. I think what gets me through, what's going to get me through the season, what gets me through games is Luca. Yeah. Like at this point, like I said, I've, accepted losing so i really don't even care if they win or lose i just want to watch luca is that a little disturbing like <laughs> we are so in love with luca Doncic. we want everybody <laughs> else gone other than luca kleba and dorian finney smith obviously dirk can stay as long as he I'm wants i'm not in love with luca i mean you can speak for yourself <laughs> if that's we'll talk about it privately okay but uh, yeah, so that's kind of what gets me through things because i think this season is pretty much over but i like watching luca and that's pretty much the Mavs right now. So they're 2-1 and one since Smith's return. Hopefully that drama is over, but we'll see. We have the All-Star game coming up. The trade deadline is in like a couple weeks. Hopefully more triple-doubles from Luka. And then we've got free agency. So there's still there's still a lot going on. Um, I like Even though I think the season is over, I still think there's a lot of exciting things could ha- that could happen, especially if they make a trade and then with free agency coming up. So... I'm excited about it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast. Thanks for all of the support. We're actually really surprised by how much the show is growing. Yes, very much so. And how many people are listening. But but thank you. Like We love talking about the Mavs, and so 
we wanted to start this because we just couldn't get enough Mavs content. And so we're glad that you guys enjoy the show too. But anyways, I'm going to stop talking. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in the next show. Thanks, Bye. guys.